This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabi na chhorte. Welcome to the 472nd episode of Hafta. Every week for the last 472 weeks, we have come to you, not missing a single week. That's quite a record, huh? We're recording this on the 15th of February, Thursday at 3 p.m., one day after Valentine's Day. Those of you who did celebrate, I I hope you had a good good Valentine's Day and a good Basant Panchmi and a good Basant Panchmi. Which reminds you of a lovely old joke: Why was the elephant wearing pink underwear? Because it was Basant Panchmi. <laughs> That Sorry, yellow, no yellow, yellow underwear. Yeah. My, my mistake. I got the colors wrong. You got the Valentine color. <laughs> yeah, I got the Valentine color. Um, before I uh, introduce our guests today, I just like to plug our new News Laundry Sena Modi 2.0 report card. This, if I'm correct, sir, is a, going to be a joint News Minute News Laundry analysis slash investigation. Yes. A part of five big stories you're going to do in the run up to the election. Yes, not five, more than five. More than five. Seven. Seven. We'll Around do about seven. seven. So this is the first one. This is Modi 2.0 report card. This is a Sena project. Uh, the Bharatiya Janata Party is about to complete ten years. Upcoming general election, PM Modi will be asking for a third term. Uh, what does the data say on implementation of all the schemes that he is going to be talking about? This Sena project will be a full deep dive into these schemes, a kind of an audit. Hopefully, it will be the most definitive report of how the welfare schemes have performed in the Modi years. And since you know we don't take any advertising from anyone, uh, we run completely on subscriber revenue. So do subscribe and contribute to the Sena project so that we can do a good job with reportage. Now we have a. Wonderful panel today with lots of area experts. So let me start with people who are in the studio, uh, from left to right. Our managing editor Manisha Hello. Pandey. Hi. Our editor in chief Raman Kripal. Hello. Our wonderful correspondent is here, who was in Haldwani till uh, you know not too long ago. Sumedha, welcome back, Sumedha. When did you come? Oh, uh, yesterday. Okay. Yesterday morning. So we will hear firsthand what happened in Haldwani, and joining us from Zoom, uh, from. Her hometown of Chennai is our wonderful colleague Jeshri. Welcome, Jeshri. Hello, hello. And joining us is Major General Anil Verma. He is the head of the Association for Democratic Reform and was a litigant in the electoral bonds case heard in the Supreme Court, which was today the judgment came, and I'm sure everyone has been hearing, listening about this by the time this goes on. Eh? Uh, welcome, General Verma. Thank you. Pleasure having you here. Um, I know you have to go quickly, so we'll come to that first. But before that, let's get the headlines. So here are the headlines of the week. Uh, from today, in a historic verdict, the Supreme Court has struck down the electoral bond scheme, terming it unconstitutional and arbitrary. Finally, yes, a long time coming. Now, farmers of the Samyuk Kisan Morcha non-political, uh, the Kisan Mazdoor Morcha, and other smaller groups have restarted protests this week with a Delhi Chalo march at the Punjab-Haryana border. They faced tear gas shells, some dropped by a drone. As they try to break past barricades installed to stop their march, so they are having a set of talks with union ministers that are currently ongoing. I think. Then hmm. tensions rose in Uttarakhand's Haldwani after the demolition of a mosque in Madrasa and Banbulpura area on February eighth. The toll and the violence that erupted rose to six. And a reporter on the ground has joined us for this podcast. She'll tell us what happened there. Are then talking about the farmers issue and of course the electoral bonds case. And even for the farmers protest, there are of three course. reporters on the ground. So we are getting right reports now. constantly. Now, in news that dominated uh, TV channels, 
Prime Minister Narendra Modi inaugurated Abu Dhabi's first traditional Hindu temple on Feb 14th. happy with like Such this buffoon as man. so happy to show prime minister hugging and puffing mm. with three uh, three uh, pujaris acha acha like three that pujaris mm. next the eight former indian navy officers who were jailed in qatar and sentenced to death were released on monday seven of the eight have returned to india now here i must mention that sharukh khan story which i was just fascinated by because so... subramanian swami has alleged <laughs> Shahrukh Khan played a role, and then obviously everyone thought that you know this is just Subramanian Swami talking shit as usual. But then Shahrukh Khan released a statement disclaimer saying, "No, I was not. I did not do anything." And then you're like, "Ah, since he has issued a denial, I think it is not inconceivable that he did play a part." So, I, I do think in places like Dubai, yeah. Qatar, Shahrukh Khan's weight voice will carry more weight than no. <laughs> The, yeah, and it's fun to imagine Modi calling upon his arch nemesis Shahrukh Khan. This is just <laughs> you guys. No, but we've signed a, the more important thing is we've signed a deal with them for twenty five years. No, so that would have come out the back of. I mean, obviously they took something. How is that more important, Manisha? How can you? <laughs> what deal for twenty five years? Oil. We have to buy from them for the next twenty five yeah. years. Achha. But also, what I think is important is that I mean, see, these eight officers were convicted for spying for Israel, right? So now mm. beyond the oh yeah. yeah, they're free. and all mm. i feel like the biggest story is how do they come to be accused of spying what is the biggest well, story right. but i mean which we'll, we'll never, never know. know which we'll never know right <laughs> anyway next the caravan magazine received a notice from the inb ministry under section 69a of the it act this was to remove a piece pertaining to the army's alleged torture of of villagers in jammu and kashmir the caravan says it will challenge the notice yeah that is shocking and yeah, i mean and scary. They, they get away with this then By the time election comes, they'll pull down anything that they don't want. And if caravan refuses to pull down a story, they'll pull down the whole website. Just a correction: we are getting twenty-year supply of LNG from Qatar. Hmm. Just as well. Okay. Next, in my beautiful state, the Tamil Nadu Assembly has passed two resolutions: one against the Union government's proposed delimitation exercise; the second is against the One Nation One Election proposal. There's also drama with the Governor R N Ravi, who was supposed to do not deliver the inaugural address in the Legislative Assembly. He said he disagreed with parts of the speech on moral and factual grounds, and he spoke for only four minutes. Four minutes, and then he later walked. He's out. just like that old this dude person in the family that you just don't want to listen to, but who still wants to like button and say I disagree. I mean, see, but I if, you want, if you want to know what the speech contained, it was uh, the speech that he refused to read out on moral grounds. It was that the Tamil Nadu will not implement the Citizenship Amendment Act. The speech also said uh, the center should implement the GST compensation regime, which was suspended in 2022, and it accused the central government of breaking promises such as contributing and approving the next phase of the Chennai Metro Rail project, which I think is a joint venture with the union government, but the government has not yet passed it. No, so, but I'm really and then he walked out, blown away by <laughs> how this governor gets away with one thing after yeah. the other, and he remains governor. There's is there no provision that dude, you're not like. No, the chief minister. No, but rest you of them all also. You can only go to the court and say. No, he's he's a bit, uh, bit uh, doing more than others. Yeah. But everybody is doing the same thing. That's true. They're holding all the. Yeah, look at the West Bengal governor. Ah, look at the uh, Telangana also. West Bengal governor had See, the time to condemn one of the, Kerala. He, he had the time to condemn the attack on Republic reporter. Yeah. 
<laughs> R.N. Ravi is very petty. So he's he is upset petty. because he says in the beginning and the end of the assembly thing, they should play the national anthem. So in Tamil Nadu, yeah. what they do is they have its own song. So they play that at the beginning and they play the anthem at the end. Mm. He's upset that it's not played twice. So he walked out also, <laughs> which is a bit, I mean, <laughs> good stuff. Anyway, uh, journalist Nikhil Wagley's vehicle was attacked by alleged BJP workers in Pune on Friday when he was on his way to speak at an event. The BJP Pune unit had also sought the cancellation of this event and had threatened to disrupt the program. This is a very scary attack. The mm. videos of it were really, really harrowing to see. I mean, I just also, I there don't know so how many he cops. got. Yeah, and I don't know how. And he was detained for about four hours in his house because the cops knew there was going to be an attack, and their solution to this was to get him to say, "I won't say anything against Modi and Advani," <laughs> instead of figuring out how these men who are threatening the attack could be, you know, detained. No, I think what he said is forty cops came to detain him and a bunch of senior officers. But then yeah. when he finally said, "I will go for the event," they only sent some five or six following mm-hmm. him and in a car. It was a scary so, attack, you know. I really. It's, it was very scary. It mm. could have gone anyway. Mm. Yeah. Next, activist Omar Khalid withdrew his bail application from the Supreme Court in connection with the 2020 Delhi riots case, citing a change in circumstances. Yeah, it's, this is a, it's a shocking case that's playing out in front of the world and yet it it's, doesn't cause enough outrage. He's in the jail for the past three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Without trial. Without trial, then without bail. Hmm. Been a week of turncoats in Maharashtra. Former Congress CM Ashok Chavan has joined the BJP. Former Congress Minister Baba Siddiqui has joined the NCP. And in Madhya Pradesh, over 300 Congress leaders have switched to the BJP. And in related news, the Raj Sabha nominations also. Yes, so Raj Sabha poll Sonia Gandhi has filed her nomination for the upper house from Rajasthan. BJP will nominate JP Nadda from Gujarat, Ashwini Vaishnav from Odisha, L. Murugan from MP, and Ashok Chavan from Maharashtra. Meanwhile, the TMC's list of nominees includes journalist Sagrika Ghosh. <laughs> so, hey. two questions. One is, uh, even uh, I, think, Rajdeep, I think... Amit Malviya is going to have a field, field day. Yeah. I think Milind Deora is also going to... Uh, from the Shinde Sena. I, I just find it's fascinating. RPN Singh, the former Congress, uh, you know, he's got Rajpa seat. I was... I'm wondering, all these guys are guys of privilege. You know, they are not the Modi the hmm. rose from... The, they were from privilege. They got handed ministries when they were the UPA. They've come to the BJP or the NC mm. or the the, the Shinde Sena. They've got handed. How would the BJP worker be feeling, man? They'd be feeling like, like we've been slogging our ass off for so long. And people like Milindira, I, I have met him. They are completely hollow. They have nothing of value to add. To anything. They just have a name, no? Deora, father. Or, or whatever their connections. Ah, father. How does a regular BGP guy say, I've been slogging my ass off or I've been... And suddenly, you know, someone like uh, uh, from the other party comes and gets a Rajma. No one, it doesn't cause any disquiet. I'm really surprised. No, I mean, you are going to see more turncoats in this Rajya Sabha election because in UP, BJP can get only seven uh, persons, seven uh, politicians elected for Rajya Sabha Mm. seat. And three go to SP. SP. But BJP has, and, and it's it's a given thingy. I mean, they never go for more, uh, beyond seven. Hmm. But BJP this time has 
fielded eight persons. So they are expecting some more turn courts. I mean, uh, some some people from SP may defect, and SP may get just two, not three. I don't so, know how true this is, but uh, India Today was flashing just now that uh, Farooq Abdullah hinted he may join NDA. I don't know. But Farooq Abdullah says anything. But I think he's old, no? And Maybe he can I think do also he's, anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has been, but I yeah, think he's also a bit old and he says things and people kind of misconstrue what know, he's trying to say. Anyway. Hmm. And, but goes. So what is your view on that? I think it's quite funny in all the tweets that people are fishing out <laughs> where she's saying that I'll never accept a post. I'm just a journalist. <laughs> I will always be an ist. <laughs> so look, I mean, I, I think in the current times, you can't judge journalists for wanting to become something else. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so PR or whatever. But I do think if you join politics, there should be a cooling off period, just like we expect out of bureaucracy. But and she's been of... cooling off for a long time. No, right? but she's yeah, been writing. I, mean, I would not say she's a very No, but she's been writing journalist. columns yes. as oh, she's a not an political journalist. analyst and a yeah. journalist. She's not an active journalist. Yet. See, but then what would I mean, a cooling off period be? That she would write nothing for six months. I feel like... I mean, somebody who's writing an opinion every 15 days. She's been writing for times days. pretty... Uh, no, no, but it's just columns. Write? These are just columns. But I think her public life has been... I think you should announce then. You should say that, okay, my career as a journalist ends. Hmm. But Supriya Srinit was the best. She took flipped hmm. within a day. One day she was reporting. Then there was the someone from was... the print also, right? Who's just joined a party? Ah, Zainab. Z. But she yeah. wasn't with the print. She used to just do a video for them. I see. She's joined the RLD and she was staunchly anti-Modi and now RLD is with yeah. BJP. So it's funny to see that. Yeah. But I've, I'm curious about TMC's choice because I don't know what Sagrika Ghosh in the house would bring for TMC. Yeah, even I'm wondering. So maybe she's... Like, it's, it's an odd choice. I think... Mamta's friend. Mamta Banerjee is very fond of Rajdeep that much I know because when we were covering West Bengal her people had told us she will not give an interview to anyone the only one she talks to from Delhi Media is Rajdeep Rose she doesn't like anyone else and she has a soft spot for Rajdeep even when India Today suspended him and all no for that mm. she mm. kind of tweeted in support and all so I think so good. Yeah. happy for Rajdeep <laughs> anyway in other news on turncoats after Nitish Kumar has joined hands again with the BJP RJD leader Tejasi Yadav took a jaib at him he asked if Modi could guarantee that Kumar won't do Palti? Palti. Palti. Palti again. Palti again. And he said, I have never seen someone take oath the CM thrice in one single term. <laughs> what <laughs> a good speech. What a burn. It was a yeah, it was a very good speech. He's a good speaker. Yeah. 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 और नौ बार तो लिया ही महोदय लेकिन एक ही टर्म में तीन तीन बार लिया ऐसा अद्भुत नजारा हम लोगों ने नहीं देखा Then former Prime Ministers P.V. Narasimha Rao and Chaudhary Charan Singh along with agriculture scientist M.S. Swaminathan will be posthumously conferred the Bharat Ratna Modi announced uh, on Friday in West Bengal, women in Sandesh Khali have alleged systemic sexual exploitation by TMC members and have taken to the streets in protest. Um, they have alleged that the prime culprit is a man named Sheikh Shah Jahan, who is a member of the local Zilla Parishad. Who was also in the headlines over that ED raid that had happened. Right. Finally, in Pakistan, Shahbaz Sharif is all set to become the prime minister after the PMLN and the PPP decided to join hands and form a majority government. And those are the headlines for the week. So let's get into the discussions. Chandra Verma or Anil, if I may. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us 
broadly because I'm sure our panel will have a few questions uh, since you are an expert in this because you have been following the case considering you're a litigant. Tell us about how long it took, what specifically uh, other salient features of the judgment because I don't know if you had the time to read it because it's just a few hours since it was the judgment was put out. I don't even know if it's been uploaded on the Supreme Court website yet. But what should the general public know and be aware of this case and the judgment? So we filed this, I think, in May 2017, just after the finance bill 2017 was passed in the parliament, uh, because uh, we found uh, all these uh, you know anomalies which were there in the finance bill, wherein they had uh, amended the RBI Act, the Income Tax Act, the Companies Act, and uh, of course later on uh, the uh, Representation of People's Act and all that. So uh, we said that uh, firstly, the way in which the Finance Act was passed was also wrong because it was passed in the Rajya Sabha as a money bill and it was sort of pushed through without any discussions because the opposition had staged a walkout, walkout and all and since the ruling party had the numbers, uh, the bill was passed and then <laughs> this electoral bond scheme was enacted in January 2018. The salient features of which were that a party uh, can get donations via electoral bonds, uh, mm. which were bearer bonds. Uh, anybody who had got a, a vote share of 1% in the elections. And uh, these bonds were to be sold through the SBI only, various branches of SBI. Uh, every quarter, a window of 10 days in which people could buy these bonds and donate them to any political party of their choice within a window of 15 days. The bonds which were not encashed by the political parties would go to the Prime Minister's Relief Fund. Oh, okay. Uh, so this was the basic thing of the electoral bond scheme. Hmm. But the major, major thing was that the identity of the donors was not to be disclosed. Right. And since it was through the SBI, so it was a given thing that obviously the government would know who's donating to whom and how much. So that is, uh, so basic, our main objection was about the anonymity factor, though in the parliament, the late Sri Arun Jaitley, the then finance minister, called it a transparent scheme because it is through KYC, through the bank. And uh, they said the main other reason he gave was that uh, this is to avoid the vindictiveness of the other parties to the donors, you know, if the other party comes to power in the future. But it cannot insulate you from the vindictiveness of the party in power because they will know anyway. <laughs> so one question quickly, General so, uh, so uh, as a company, if you were to buy electoral bonds, I'm sure you'd have to show it in your books, right? You can't. So in the books, yeah. they would go as electoral bond purchase and, and you could download it, I guess, of any, um, if you go to the Ministry of Corporate Affairs website, you download the balance sheet of any company, it would be listed as what? As a, as a what? What would be listed? The Suppose as a company, I have bought election bonds. In my balance yeah. sheet, what would it show up as? If I were to download someone's balance sheet today, let's say I, we download the balance sheet of Reliance. We haven't, we haven't done that, but uh, I think they're just shown as donations via electoral bonds. That's yeah. it. Yes, right. I okay. think so. Yeah. So, you see, this was an issue which came up during the hearings in November also, when the Constitution bench uh, heard this thing. 
and kapil sibal spoke very well and he gave he said firstly i mean of course we had also given it in our petition that it is a bearer bond hmm okay so abhinandan buys it he's a crook he's got some black money he hands it over to your neighbor the neighbor hands it over to her mm-hmm. neighbor mm-hmm. and then that person in his bank account i mean he goes through the state bank of india and donates it to a political party so this was one scenario mm. the other thing is that since they had uh, if you are aware i was about to give those details also when i was briefing about the electoral bonds you see initially when it was introduced and they asked for comments the election commission gave uh, their uh, Uh, this thing against the electoral bond scheme the rbi cautioned against the electoral bond scheme because they said that uh, all types of funding can come in this case from abroad also hmm. and uh, shell companies and uh, black yeah. money can be converted to why all this was given in writing to the government hmm. by the rbi and the election commission but you see that time we had different sort of people manning these institutions mm. who all subsequently left and then a different breed came in the election commission and the uh, you know this thing anyway RBI. so mm. they removed all checks and balances which were there for example in the companies act no loss making company could donate to any political party mm. no company could donate more than 7.5% of their profits to any political party mm. now these things were removed so even a loss making company could donate to a political party mm. and there is no limit so you can demote, de- 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 donate any amount that you want to so uh, i mean this is just one example i'm giving you so these are the types of uh, anomalies which were there and of course the main thing was that you don't know the identity of the donor and the other thing is that initially some opposition parties were against this scheme but later on as the scheme rolled out and of course the biggest beneficiary is the central BGP, yeah. uh, government ruling party slowly we noticed that all the other parties which are uh, the regional parties uh, which are in power in the states they also started getting money mm. through electoral bonds so everybody was happy it was a win win <laughs> situation for any party which is in power so here we are not saying ki bjp did this or so on so on. everybody was accepting it and the funny except part the left, is that no? congress left, which yeah, is except also the communists the communists are the only ones who mamta was a second uh, biggest I'm, i'm coming to that you just, mm. you just uh, jumped me okay. uh, except cpi which has not accepted a single pie on electoral bonds and they uh, filed a petition after us and congress which woke up sometime later and they have been accepting money from electoral bonds but they have also filed a pil that jaya thakur ke naam se hmm. so these are the three main parties uh, which filed the uh, pil now as far as your question of uh, what are the main ingredients so basically see we had said that this is against article 19a of the constitution we as a common man a citizen a voter we have a right to know so this was a big thing the right to information thing which the supreme court has fortunately upheld and they have said that it is the right of a common man to know where is the political funding coming from the electoral bond scheme the proviso to section 29c bracket 1 of the representation of the people act 
as amended by Section 137 of the Finance Act 2017, Section 182.3 of the Companies Act, as amended by Section 154 of the Finance Act 2017, and Section 13, <coughs> capital A, bracket B, as amended by Section 11 of the Finance Act 2017, are violative of Article 19.1a and unconstitutional. And B, the deletion of the proviso to Section 182.1 of the Companies Act, permitting unlimited corporate contributions to political parties, is arbitrary and violative of Article 14. There are certain technical terms they were using. Uh, what is it? Proportionality standards, which I don't know what it means, but this Chief Justice used this, that they uh, use this standard. Probably some lawyer will be able to explain this. That, that they use this to uh, you know ascertain uh, certain things. So uh, this was one. The second important thing they have said is they have struck down the entire scheme. They have said that now, all the details of the uh, money donations via electoral bonds from April 2019 to date will be submitted by the State Bank of India to the Election Commission of India, which will put it on their website. Now, that is a great thing. Before by when? What is the cutoff for this? I think 31st March. Abhi. By 31st March. March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Within three weeks, within three weeks, State Bank of India is supposed to submit these details. And by end of March, I think 31st March, Election Commission is required to put it on their website with full details. Hmm. 13th or 13th? 13th. I think 13th March. Correct. 13th March. 13th. Okay. Yes. So that's hmm. why I'm saying. So it will be hmm. around the time or maybe just before the notification of the elections. Right. And... Uh, the other thing they have said is that all the uh, bonds which have been sold recently and have not been in cash will be refunded. Mm. No more sale to take place with immediate effect. Mm. So in a nutshell, this is what uh, they have said. Now, the issue is whether this will... Uh, my, my take is only this that, you know, even otherwise, before this scheme was introduced, it is not mm. that everything was hunky-dory and, you know, <laughs> everything was clean in the political funding system. It was not for the simple reason that even though there is a limit on the expenditure which uh, candidates can do for MPs and MLA elections, you know, 95 lakhs and 40 lakhs respectively, mm. there was no limit on the political party's expenditure. Yes. One. Secondly, we all know that this limit for the MP MLA elections is breached yeah. more often than, you know, and in all our ADR reports, uh, if you just open any one of them, you will find nobody says that they have spent more than 60 to 65%. Just <laughs> there are one or two who say 80%, 90%. Whereas everybody knows that the actual expenditure is in crores. Hmm. So, who is fooling whom? Uh, the cutoff for MLA elections is 20 lakh per seat. 40. Right? No, no, no. no. MLA is 40 lakhs, smaller 40. states 28 lakhs, and uh, MPs is... ke liye 95. I mean, that's MPs a joke. 95 lakh. <laughs> so, smaller states 28 lakh, otherwise 40 lakh for MLA. Oh. I see. This right. is just like no one is spending so less. So, no, I have. <laughs> And I, no, I just quickly, I'll just give the data. ADR has put this out uh, from their uh, social media. You can follow that. 28,030 electoral bonds worth 16,518.1099 crore have been sold from March 2018 to January 2024. And in this period of the total donation of, uh, no, for this financial year, corporate business houses, biggest donors, 
two national parties contributing 650 crores, mm. uh, which is 80% of the donations. Uh, individuals contributed 166 crores, while undeclared donors contributed 2.4 crores. And the main contributor for the BJP was Prudent Electoral Trust. This has all come in the last um, couple of hours. Now, I don't know if this data has been, you know, dumped out immediately. Maybe by the end of Hafta, we'll know how much of this is there. But a few, like Congress received 45 crores from Messrs. MKJ Enterprise and Nuvoka Vistas Corporation. I don't know what these companies, I've never heard of them. They have a lot of money. So if the employees of this company are listening, maybe you should subscribe to News Laundry. It'll be more beneficial than giving to political parties. Uh, and CPIM was C2 Karnataka State Committee, which donated 56 lakhs. So CPIM <laughs> did? No, CPI, uh, CPI. Okay. So, so, the, so the, the data is there on the, uh, from the ADR Twitter handle. You can uh, see this. Now, uh, the compliance of this, uh, uh, Anil, would be, uh, A, they have to upload on the website, on the EC website. Who donated how much to who? Is that correct? By the 13th of March. That is one compliance that is time-bound. Which is spectacular. Yeah. I think that's really great. And was this a demand by the petitioners? No, it was. I mean, we were demanding transparency. That's oh. pretty amazing. I so, think. And the second thing that whatever has not been cashed should be returned. How do? Yeah. How will one check? How do you do the audit? Fata-fata. Everyone else is cashing like demonetization ke time. Pe na? Overnight, no, but it, is, it is through the state bank, no? They must so have been cashed by those who have donated, and uh, if if the guy hasn't deposited with any political party, that means the bearer bond is still with him. Mm. So yeah. it will the state bank will refund the money to him or her. So, uh, sir, mm. I have two questions. Uh, yes, please. Uh, one is, uh, you know, uh, four thousand crores rupees were uh, they came to, uh, via bonds in twenty three twenty four. Okay, mm -hmm. this is the figure that we have got over four thousand crore. Mm. Ninety percent of uh, ninety percent yeah. of it has come, you know, uh, one crore each bond. Ninety five percent. Ninety five percent. So now, yeah. uh, when the names are going, I mean, don't you think these names are going to give us entirely a different picture? I mean, we think that the corporates are funding, but uh, but this ninety five percent individuals bought one crore each. That's going to throw a different light. Yeah, it didn't. We don't know. Uh -huh. It's quite possible that, you know, we are thinking Adani ka naam aayega, Ambani ka aayega. <laughs> Nothing ka of aayega. that sort will come. Haan. Nothing of that sort will come. Because, like I told you, how the thing can be rooted. Hmm, so, exactly. But the fact is that 95% uh, of bonds were sold in the 1 crore denominations. Hmm. So, be that as it may, whoever, the, the fact is that, you know, the guy has done it through the State Bank of India. So, hmm. his name will come. Whoever it is. Hmm. No, but ninety-five percent uh, uh, of bonds were one crore denomination bonds, but it could also be one person bought, you know, hundred. Many, many of one crore. Yes, Correct. yes. That's also possible. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so everything will come out. It is, is something just, like really Paytm ka one thousand guys using the same PAN number. Hmm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paytm ka. <laughs> but I'd like to see what kind of you know uh, what tax authorities do. Because in fact, even as we're recording this, one of our cases is listed in Thesazari today and the other case India Today versus News Laundry is listed in uh, the High Court as we speak but really good to see what the tax authorities do based on uh, on, mm. on whose names come up uh, now one last question of mine then Manisha uh, please uh, oh, yeah, uh, come in yeah. um, as a shareholder of a company let's say 
a corporation that I'm a shareholder of, I find out has donated. Can I not in the, uh, you know, uh, annual general AGM, uh, A, object, B, file a case against the management saying that, how are you giving money to political parties or are they empowered to do that? The board has the authority to do that. Or can I, as a shareholder, say, I should file a case because I would urge shareholders of any publicly listed company who's, who've given money for political parties, they should file cases saying, what the hell are you doing with my money? See, Abhinandan, I'm not sure of the legality of the thing, but what I know is that as of now, the board of directors used to decide which party to donate to, how much, uh, what is the quantum of bonds to be bought. But what you are saying is, this is one of the demands of uh, not only us, I think even in the law commission thing and all that, they had said that the right of a corporate to donate to political parties must be approved by the shareholders. Mm, right. This is one of the reforms which has been, it's not a new thing. We've been saying this, a lot of other people have been saying this. Mm. So what you're saying is right. I hope some people do that. Yeah, they should. So uh, mm. another thing, over 10,000 crore have been, you know, uh, taken through these bonds. Now you guys had filed this case in 2017 and it took yeah. six years for this. What? Why it has got delayed for so long? Mm. It depends on the people manning the post. <laughs> right. If the guy who heard the thing for the first time became a Rajasabha MP later on. <laughs> okay. Huh. The election commission, the people, good people who were there, they retired. Mm. And then you know who all came. Right. So that is what makes the difference. And uh, frankly, <laughs> we were not very hopeful because right. the two other important uh, PILs of ours, one about the election commissioners, the other day only they said, Ki, mm. we can't fight the, you know, we, we don't want to contest the law. And the second thing was on the EVMs. They said, you are too suspicious about everything. So after those two, we were not very hopeful, but this is, uh, I mean, it is a bold from the blue and a good one. <laughs> I would yeah, say. it's a good one. In fact, on EVMs today, there's an RTI story in the Indian Express, which says that there's been a high rate of EVM failure, Yeah, which was pointed yeah. out from within the organization. But I was wanted to ask you, since you're so, you've been working with ADR and you more than anyone knows how averse parties are to transparency, to accountability when it comes to political funding. What do you predict the government's next move can be? <laughs> Could there I be an, predict, can there be an ordinance? Can there be like some route of, through which yeah, they can... One of my uh, cosmates, I mean, they also keep following on the group, everything. So he is, he forwarded a tweet of KC Singh, that IFS guy, hmm. Sikh gentleman. Usne yeh likha hai. The government may come, come with an ordinance hmm. against this. But I frankly doubt it. Because this is a very, very sensitive thing. And going against the Supreme Court thing just before the elections, I don't think they will do it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, all the TV, uh, I mean, of course, they were not their main uh, spokesperson, but the Chota Mota spokesperson whom I have uh, seen in the last three, four TV interviews that I have given since morning, they were saying, that this But this government has done the most impossible things so far. Yeah. I mean, so, so you but, can't rule out anything. But uh, Yeah, you can't. But General, uh, this is my personal hunch. Right. Thank you, General. I know you have to go for another show. You must be much in demand. Uh, fantastic work um, that you yeah. have been doing for so long. And of course, a social democratic reform. 
everyone uh, must follow adr on twitter yeah, and everywhere it's, it's really a remarkable source for and all amazing, of us yeah. and it's been consistent for years yeah. the kind of work they do which is completely apolitical yes. non-partisan it is fantastic so congratulations thank and more power to you and others like you thank you on behalf of the team thank you very much thank you them. thank you so much sir okay now we while you we are talking about electoral bonds someone sneaked in stealthily into the studio <laughs> Jigish AM Jigish is an agricultural journalist based in New Delhi. He is currently the deputy editor of the Hindu. He is also general secretary of Delhi Union of Journalists. He will tell us a little more about the farmers' protest that yeah. was in the headlines, and he really sneaked into the studio like the farmers are trying to sneak into Delhi. Oh no! Although like we have no nails or barricades or bulldozers stopping we, him. We or drones. We, or drones. We, we do, but Jigish is an expert, <laughs> and he rolled with the grenades and made it. <laughs> made it in. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Jigish. No, thank you, thank you for having me in this show. First of all, I must congratulate News Laundry for like, see, when the newsrooms are day by day becoming sort of. propaganda tools and machines of the right wing ultra right wing here is a news organization that is still discussing the livelihood issues of people farmers issues the structural problems like the way you were now discussing about the electoral bonds so it's it's a sort of uh, i mean we all miss that in a newsroom like, thank you so much <laughs> so two kind jigish uh-huh. So like, carry on. Forget uh, we were supposed to talk about <laughs> farmers, but let's just talk about ourselves. <laughs> no, but thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, in fact, I'm glad you made it here because there's much of this we need area experts like yourself to talk about. <laughs> like, see, as uh, I mean, see, I would say that there is a connection between uh, this electoral bonds and the farmers' protest. Mm. Both are pointing towards the structural crisis. this country has i mean a deep structural crisis this country has gone into so uh, msp for example uh, minimum support price is a maybe a mixed economy idea so can a mixed economy idea work in a completely neoliberal uh, fascistic economy uh, that <laughs> is the question now farmers mm. are also seeking to answer so uh, empirically if you see that farmers are just demanding msp so uh, the government is saying that see it's not a viable thing uh, msp like msp has benefited only a few that's the government's main argument hmm. so farmers are also saying c2 plus 50% according to the uh, ms swaminathan committee's formulation c1 includes all these input cost including the so called family labor Hmm. which is a subsistence elements less than i mean see among the developing countries india is probably the only country which doesn't have a minimum wage hmm. so the committee has started functioning uh, for about 7 years now so they couldn't come up with a like not even a report they didn't meet properly so 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 uh, farmers also sort of uh, farmers and agriculture also uh, i mean deserve a minimum uh, wage so this is not even c2 plus c in in the c1 it's not even minimum wage it's a subsistence a family allowance that matters so apart from that see even if that i mean minimum support price uh, i mean for a for an argument if you adopt it see there is no procurement in bulk of the uh, agriculture uh, belts uh, mm-hmm. i mean now we have a huge uh, farming belts in the east odisha mm-hmm. 
वेस्ट बंगाल पार्ट्स ऑफ तेलंगाना छत्तीसगढ़ इज आर ऑल ह्यूज ग्रोविंग स्टेट बट प्रोक्योरमेंट इफ यू सी बिफोर ए वेरी क्रॉप सीजन द चीफ मिनिस्टर्स ऑफ द दीज कंट्रीज विल हैव टू प्लीड द एफ सी आई एंड सेंटर टू प्लीज कम एंड प्रोक्योर समथिंग छत्तीसगढ़ इलेक्शन दे हैड promise the msp chatisgarh yeah, right i mean bonus that's what the government but that is just for that one state right uh, yeah i mean some states uh, i mean uh, odisha so how, also has some bonus so, so how, how do they resolve it that they say we will give an msp in these states mm-hmm. through that bonus scheme uh-huh. that you're talking about uh-huh. Uh-huh. but not in the other states no but that is the issue no like I mean, what how, is msp without procurement mm. like i mean yeah. the, this <laughs> these things like where have all these food grains gone uh, produced by these farmers and all we have the bare minimum uh i mean food stock uh, at present which is historically the lowest if you look at the so the question is uh, where did wheat. it go it was huh? sold and went where so when we have a global crisis the country's government is allowing a handful of corporate companies to have have an oligopoly stock. on the food yeah, oligarchies are thriving uh, with this business you know people say wheat is the new oil so i have a couple <laughs> so, of questions uh, in fact i am off wheat and i'm loving it <laughs> my my diet diabetology whatever the word is but told me but i told you long time ago mm-hmm. some you know the diabetology show me your degree then i'll listen to you <laughs> but yeah i'm off wheat but uh, i have two questions that i want to come to you with but before i do that uh, you know jayshree sumedha uh, raman menashi want to come in on the coverage of the farmers protest because I was watching yesterday while uh, our reporters on the farmer protest site and there was pandemonium with drones dropping uh, what are they called tear gas, tear gas shells. shells for the first time in, in fact, the history yeah and that, in fact one of them uh, exploded right next to uh, one of our colleagues oh, and who passed out but I hope she's, he's I mean, he's uh, well now yeah he's fine um but uh, but we lost our iphone that he was shooting on so if any of you want to send one feel free our reporter is fine he's recovered but our iphone hasn't recovered because it's lost because of course when he passed out everything around him just uh, went here and there so you can mail me at abhinandansekri@gmail.com and replace that iphone if any of you because all our footage that you see with basant and all are shooting it's on avdesh it's shot on iphones uh, so um at that time on all the channels and i mean all the channels all the channels english and hindi channels we were showing the speech of prime minister modi in uae mm-hmm. him inaugurating that temple and it was the most banal stuff he was saying there was nothing significant nothing. it was his same nasal tone hey mr mom itna grand ho tum log whatever it is so uh, at that time what was happening there was absolute pandemonium the kind mm. of you know the structures they have pretty much dug up roads and not dug them up by 2 feet they've dug them into like 15 feet pits because yeah. 2 feet pits they will you know because these guys are also extremely resourceful uh well the uh, craziest shot was of them pulling down drones with kites, kites. yeah that was fabulous that was, was phenomenal quite something so uh, so that is what was happening as far as the coverage is concerned mm. uh so my main question is and you know what were the demands last time which were met so that they withdrew their agitation and what has led to the agitation returning now uh, you know uh, that's my question to him but the rest of you can so, give in your two bits mm. and also if you have any questions i mean so i saw the world world coverage of the abu dhabi thing yesterday and the thing is that i feel the state of the media now is that modi doesn't even have to give a speech he can tweet something and there will be coverage about it on news channels hum is mandir ke mai jo bhavyata dikh rahi hai usme his highness 
शेख मोहम्मद की विशाल सोच की भी झलक है अब तक जो यूएई बुर्ज खलीफा फ्यूचर म्यूजियम शेख जायद मस्जिद और दूसरी हाईटेक बिल्डिंग के लिए जाना जाता था अब उसकी पहचान में एक और सांस्कृतिक अध्याय जुड़ गया लाइक जुगी सर दर सो मेनी फर्स्ट दैट हैपन येस्टरडे वन द आई थिंक द सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट इनवोक पावर्स अंडर द टेलीग्राफ एक्ट व्हिच इज फ्रॉम गोलियत watching the farmers use kite strings to sort of cut the drones down then also there's barbed wire concrete blocks iron nails i mean and also pellet guns the... used outside kashmir earlier this this was only reserved for kashmiri protesters mm. pellet guns have been yeah. used now here so now i think what the delhi delhi police has ordered 30000 tear gas shells it's all very medieval and all this why because the farmers want to go to delhi to protest so it's as if they're preventing people common citizens from breaching this fortress because they don't want to come face to face with it and for me that is astonishing i mean This is entire thing that oh you know we can't allow protests to happen because it will disrupt traffic. public order. It will disrupt you know <laughs> traffic will become so bad. But that is the point of a protest, right? I mean I don't understand what is the point of a protest if you sort of put them away in a little stadium or in a corner of place where they don't disrupt. The idea is to be disruptive. So I think the sort of force and all that we saw yesterday was a little bit horrific. Oh, I mean, was... I just think this whole even yesterday I saw India Today, the wonderful channel which does so much public interest journalism was very. <laughs> concerned of public interest and they were doing these stories of how there's traffic jam the republic yeah. was doing this all the time in the last election mm. i don't know how many of them are from delhi but if you ever come from gurgaon to delhi even when there's no protest happening at night mm. on that border 40 minutes go yes. if you're living in bombay whether there's a protest or not you will never know by traffic because it's never moving I mean, anyway because i was just in bombay but but that's even know, for, true of i'm saying that's even true of places like bangalore and like even kochin and chennai Which are smaller cities, but for that to become a story of this, yeah. you know, mm. it's it, it, yeah, you're right. It shows it shows uh, where we are, but uh, but that is we... how we cover strikes, also, right? Like the labor beat is so dead that if you are covering a strike by Anganwadi workers or Asha workers, even in places like Delhi, the coverage of it is, my God, like this man, some random commuter, they'll interview and he'll say, oh, I took five hours to reach office today. Like we don't care. That should not be the focus of a story when you're talking about a strike or a protest. It should be the greater. Hmm. The greater event of the strike, and then I mean, sure. you want to sidestep into this commuter, then sure. But so, yeah. uh, so before we come to Raman Manisha Sumedha, what what has triggered this return uh, of the farmers? Uh, they, they were promised an MSP, which was not delivered on. They wanted to make it into law. It they saying we will promise it, but we will not 
legislated into law what what is it can you just so this 2021 uh, 2021 when this farmers protest was withdrawn uh, i mean uh, the government made certain promises that one these three farm laws will be uh, withdrawn second uh, we will make a committee uh, where this uh, msp law uh, can be uh, i mean the feasibility of msp law can be studied secondly this issue of uh, uh, murder daylight murder of, of in lakhimpur uh, in lakhimpur kheri for farmers and one journalist and uh, i mean removal of uh, mr mishra from the council of ministers all these things the government at that point like and withdrawing all cases including some murder cases uh, i mean filed against uh, the mm. former leaders will be withdrawn but nothing of this sort has happened but uh, see at that point it was just the basic demand was withdrawal of these three farm laws but now it has gone beyond but uh, this is not an isolated struggle of uh, samyukt kisan morcha non political so if you see such protest have been taking place everywhere say tomorrow for example there is a rural bandh uh, and an industrial strike uh, combined by the uh, samyukt kisan morcha the original samyukt kisan morcha which has ab- about uh, 500 organizations uh, with them and uh, the central trade unions uh, uh, joint platform uh, all put together they have 6 crore membership all 10 central trade union mm, okay, so this is one of the largest public mobilization the country has ever seen as she was rightly pointing out see i remember once dr mk panthe who was the leader of i mean that he used no more i mean he had once told a group of journalists that you don't care about our protests see to to know the real a uh, number of people who have participated in our uh, uh, i mean uh, strikes and all we have to uh, see what guardian has reported or the bbc has reported from india so this is the kind of uh, uh, coverage we get that's what you were saying so like uh, now see tomorrow this major thing is happening so what farmers have been uh, farmers have been demanding this since day one so for example this samyukt kisan mocha non political they have had about 27 mahapanchayats uh, in 20 states before uh, uh, this march they announced similarly 25000 uh, squads have visited uh, villages in the country against this uh, so called narrative political narrative based on uh, communalism like say hindutva politics uh, to convert it into a debate based on uh, livelihood issues 25000 squads of farmers and workers Uh, have visited various villages in the country with uh, i mean uh, with the pamphlet and all uh, sort of house to house campaign on uh, what are our issues like basically 26000 rupees mm. uh, uh, as a minimum wage and 26000 rupees you wouldn't even get 100 kilo of tomato so that is the like see uh, in the history of tomato <laughs> as a fruit we haven't seen it going to 200 rupees a kilo mm. so the price is so i mean uh, this is the first time at one side this realization crisis of farmers they are producing but they are not getting adequate uh, right. money for what they have produced uh, on the similar i mean on the other side the workers they are also the 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 real wage deficit is the largest probably in south asia india has the i mean uh, even the ilo report had mentioned about it the real wages in low uh, in india as is very low yeah. compared to the kind of inflation we have and sure. um, uh, other social I mean, it, it, it's not it's not even a livable wage mm. but 
just so that I'm clear, one thing, you know, since you did mention what the uh, last time the demands, mm -hmm. one of them was that there should be action or a process mm -hmm. of trial against the mm -hmm. he was a Minister of State for Homes, Sanna yeah, Taini. So, um, uh, Ashish Mishra is his name and I remember reading this just three days ago. His bail has been extended by the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And I'm quoting from live law, the Supreme Court extended the interim bail granted earlier to Union Minister Ajay Mishra's son. Ashish Mishra in the Lakhimpur Kheri case concerning the killing of four farmers in October 2021. The bench of Justices Surikant and K.V. Vishwanathan noted that since the last date of hearing, September 26, 2023, no report has been received from the trial court on the progress. Oh. So, this is meanwhile... It's a uh, technical reason. Meanwhile, Umar Khalid has had to withdraw his bail petition. But <laughs> yes. three days, uh, two days before the farmer protest began, this uh, guy's uh, bail has been extended. But last time, they did not write MSP into law, no. but they said that they would consider it. Yes. That they, was the assurance yeah. given. That, 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 we'll, that we'll have a committee which will look into this. Right. It was supposed to be having representative from the farmers unions, but that did not happen. Hmm. So essentially that is that is the headline demand to you know constitute MSP. And the government, I mean, they never promised that they're going to bring it into law, but they did say there'll be an earnest deliberation on it. So seemingly now it appears that there wasn't much thinking behind do we need an MSP? How can we get it? Is it feasible or not? Two main unions are behind this and they represent together 250 farm unions. And if you look at their demand, so MSP is one headline demand, but, you know, increase work from 100 to 200 days in NREGA, uh, guarantee, uh, wave off all farm loans. It has agrarian distress written all over it. And we know this from data that farm incomes have stagnated over the past decade. In some cases, been reduced, if not stagnated. So there is a real issue of farm distress, which needs to be addressed. And I think the the modus for the government seems to be one, unleash your media, which just kind of says Khalistanis mm. or they are... Although you this know, time they're not using Khalistani, but they're trying other Or they're tropes. rich farmers, mm. you know, from Punjab. They've been fattened on easy money. You know, yeah. They don't know what they're asking for. Uh, and the second thing is like, appalling way in which we're stopping people from simply coming to Delhi and protesting. protesting. I mean, that is just there, right? You can discuss MSP. I, myself, I'm not very convinced whether we need MSP for, you know, all the crops and throughout India. Do we even have the infrastructure to kind of implement that? But you can discuss those points without demonizing farmers. But essentially, like you said, media coverage at least has been just about misled, wrong. You know, they're just rich. And fake news images of like farmers on a Mercedes. There's one image from Turkey doing the rounds on like News 18. Mm. Mainstream news channel saying that look, this modified tractor, are these poor farmers? They expect the farmers should be the Dobiga Zameen ka, Garib, who's just crying and saying, mm. please, mujhe laat mat maro. That should be the farmer. Farmer should not be someone who's well off. And of course, they're well off. I mean, protests, Punjab farmers are of course able to do it because they have a cushion, a certain cushion that they can come here, they can camp here, they can feed themselves, they can organize. Because they're not hand-to-mouth and that's great. <laughs> but, Actually, I'm sorry, no one on the panel says that who says journalists should be driving fancy cars and living mm -hmm. in Vasanthiyar and having... So they are, patrakar should thing. be the most garib of them all I then. I mean, exactly, the patrakar should be Jola. more garib than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I think like the, the underlying theme of agrarian distress, I think that is something that is very apparent from the demands that they're making. I mean, if you want... And what does it mean if your demand for NREGA, you know, work goes up in villages? It means they have no avenues. Yeah, There's no nothing. Jobs, exactly. Yeah, you need those 200 days. Otherwise, you can't earn your livelihood. 
so if such demands are being made then you know you have to kind of pay attention these journalists and people like this sudhir and these gorav savant and all dude in a true market economy where people and since you keep going market market where people are actually going to reward you for the quality of your work you would not have jobs yeah and had government not been advertising on your channels your bosses would not have the money to pay you right so i i mean it's the, the tone deafness is at a different level but jashi want to say something and i think mm. one more thing i just want to add that this mistrust has marked this government's relationship with farmers right from the beginning the problem here is also that it just appears that they don't seem to want to you know give them that serious deliberation that farmers seem to want but that's consistent of, of this government there's yeah. no tell me one good faith um, interaction so i think it's a happened. huge problem of communication and good faith no discussion is good faith even when they they say that we'll pass all these laws broadcast bill telecom bill mm. we will have a consultation i mean i've attended one consultation in the last 6 years they're not good faith consultation they're just for time pass and then they do what they want uh, jashi was saying no i was going to agree with you that the government if it wanted to engage it could engage so i mean we're talking about images of you know we don't want our farmers to seem rich because then it's very easy for the but the farmers try everything no i mean i remember the 2017 protest by farmers from tamil nadu where they came with skulls yeah mm. and uh, rats and all it was incredibly distressing but the treatment of it was ultimately by the government the same so mm. i okay i had a question for jigesh but also i wanted to say i mean when we're talking about i don't understand msp entirely i mean i'm not i don't understand it enough to be able to really talk about it but from what i understand it is a buyers market right so farmers they take the prices and they don't make the prices so they pay retail prices for things like seeds and fertilizers and diesels and so on but their crops are still sold wholesale so there are ways that the government could engage with this i mean there's yeah. direct income which you can transfer there's that haryana model of the haryana model actually is very payments. good which yeah. is what yeah where you pay the difference, difference between the market price and the msp if the right. msp is lower and the market price is higher you the government would pay that difference right so therefore it's not taking on the entire burden of setting an msp but it pays so. something to sort of match but You're Instead, pushing. we have none of this. But my question to uh, I'll tell you, my question to Jigesh is that um, so now I think the unions are splintered, right? So the SKM is not part of this current protest, but there is a band or a strike being held tomorrow. But aren't the demands for that the same, yeah, or is all, it different? It's all same demands. It's basically on uh, guaranteed MSP low, a uh, uh, minimum wage. Uh, I mean, uh, see, for the face of it, like I mean, it may seem that they are. not they are disunited and the struggles are taking place at various things but yeah i was talking to farmers in haryana who belong to the original scheme hmm. so what now they are saying is that creating three parallel roads so that uh, those who are now stuck in shambhu border can come to delhi or to the sikri border through the, these parallel roads hmm. so without uh, these uh, like i mean give and take approach between these farmer organization this wouldn't work so one of the best lessons of this farmers movement of 2020 2021 was that so the, 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 this this uh, like even prime minister modi uh, talked about in uh, uh, parliament that these are all rich farmers so that that uh, sort of portrayal that this is a rich farmer struggle that was over like all farmers were united mm. and if you look at their statements they were very political they found out that the real enemy here is some big companies who want to have the best of their efforts hmm. like say there is a history you know like i mean i mean the the country's freedom struggle gave, got a momentum from uh, the protest of indigo farmers where uh, mahatma gandhi had to go and intervene and then 
So it's a similar case you now. Like, I mean, there's basically some companies want to assert the control over the food grains, control over your pulses, control over your edible oils. And uh, control your airports, uh, control your yeah, telecom, yeah, control yeah. your so <laughs> big, uh, everything in infrastructure. So that 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 uh, so farmers being a producing class, mm. they would naturally would come out to streets and question this. This is what is happening. But uh, a, a qualitative difference from last year, I mean, twenty twenty one strike is that this has become more uh, like uh, uh, towards the. strategic or sort of structural issues within agriculture like i mean right. will as she was correctly pointing out will an msp solve this issue right no it will not it will not it is it is far see, more basic uh, msp is calculated based on last year's expenses hmm. see i mean uh, oil price any day it will change so right. how can like say if if 10 rupees increase in diesel uh, on a week Uh, will uh, yeah. so I mean, that can the budget the entire budget goes away uh, in fact so last uh, i mean calculation of msp based on the present this thing wouldn't work that much so that is there so it's a structural issue that's why the government is taking all efforts to uh, suppress this because if if these is strategic questions structural questions are thrown to the government they have no answers because their entire uh, aim will be covered up before the public so it within minutes farmers from say uh, panch i mean west bengal uh, bihar all will join because it's, it's uh, and that's already actually uh. already started there's some there's, there were some videos that are coming from they're saying that farmers from bihar are not with mm-hmm. them so you know a few farmers had put up some videos but coming to the what you said that the government doesn't want to take those questions because now it's becoming more fundamental i think more than that it is too close to the election and i believe mr modi doesn't understand many things but the one thing he definitely understands is media his understanding of media is phenomenal he has understood that this could be the janlokpal movement moment for nda he also and it's too close to the election which is i mean the pains that they've taken to make sure that the farmers don't come into delhi is ridiculous yeah it's like you're preparing for war as the chief minister of punjab said why are you creating a international border between punjab and delhi you're digging 15 20 foot trenches if they come here once they are here it could be joined by protests mm-hmm. for 10 other causes which is what jan lokpal was you know more than 50% of protests so everything they didn't know anything about jan lokpal or they were just part of that protest and that momentum could cost him the election i think that is the key difference between now and the last protest in the and uh, the preparations that they have done also with the intention that they can isolate this movement and they can say that this is just restricted to say punjab and haryana mm. and the rest of the farmers are against it mm. i mean the idea is to uh, to again i mean like the muslim hindu divide if they can be a divide between the already the, the the bjp todi twitter handles are saying is it a coincidence that all the farmers are coming from punjab री and these are farmers again angry and they are just like everyone's go the media to them whoever is not agreeing him <laughs>
मीडिया वापस You got to also understand the repercussions of everything that these guys are doing in the studio. It's created such mm. a vitiated atmosphere that journalists who are reporting, I mean, even a cameraman, yeah. you know, he just doesn't get, have a. St- he's just doing his job. Just doing his job. No, absolutely, yeah. I agree with you. People like the Arnabs and the Puris and the Jains, the owners. They have to take o- the owners yeah. of them shitting over journalism. Yeah, making a, and th- they will. It is not like Mr. Jain or Mr. Arun Puri is going to go in the middle of the farm. His reporter is going to go and take the shit. Hmm. He will be sitting in his bungalow, driving his one crore car, and right. saying, "Oh, these rich farmers!" While his channel says, "Rich farmer, rich farmer." What I'm saying is that this, and it's really unfortunate that this should happen to you know journalists on the ground. Hmm. While there is zero repercussion of the people who actually are setting up these you know shit shows and hate shops. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we don't have much like ownership pattern of the media. Like we don't have an independent trust or a cooperative or a See public uh, sponsored entities uh, running media houses mm. like Lamonde or uh, say Guardian right. or see we don't have that system. Like uh, again, uh, farmers and workers here are also protesting for the rights of uh, independent and free media. I would tell you because see one of the key demand of tomorrow's protest is the uh, abrogation or withdrawal of the four labor courts. So uh, the first thing. uh once we gained independence the first thing the government did the parliament of india did was framing this working journalist act which segregated a journalist from an authoritative regime or a corporate advertiser so that the uh, a journalist uh, ha- uh, had her or his sort of independent standing uh, when it comes to the payment of uh, wages or salaries mm-hmm. and allowances and other things now after uh, say 60 70 years of working journalist act this government uh, nullified it they uh, watered down they, they, they took uh, they have done away with that uh, working journalist act and uh, merged it with the labor court mm. so mm. it is uh, the now the parliament through the parliament has passed it in amid din say 140 which is how all bills yeah, get yeah, passed what, i mean like all these acts were passed uh, by suspending mps in both mm. the houses so It's, it was an attack i mean against uh, independent journalism too like i mean why these people have to uh, be at the mercy of their owners sure all these uh, they are all brilliant journalists mm, yeah, i mean exactly. uh, shouting for the government and uh, right wing uh, at their own and studios. the ones who get prime why? time are the social yeah because they, it's, it's the, <laughs> the kind of the kind of uh, economic and social insecurity their owners mm. are uh, throwing at them because they they have no other the, the parliament will not come and protect them the sure. uh, courts will not come and protect them and the them. risk is so high when it comes to even yeah, the yeah, the yeah. litigation that you can face yeah uh-huh. you know so, raman says uh-huh. uh-huh. seen it up first hand yeah, yeah so it will take some dozens of years uh, for to <laughs> i mean come out of a litigation if there is so so uh, that's i want to discuss you know Haldwani briefly mm-hmm. if there's anything more on the farmers issue anyone wants to come in before we move to the Haldwani basically this distress that uh, manisha was talking about and jigish was talking about is really very deep i mean it's not that it has come over the in the past 10 years yeah. it has been uh, there for quite a long time you had 11000 uh, over 11000 farmers who committed suicide mm. in 2122 and in 20 Two twenty-three, ten thousand more. 
and half of them are agricultural laborers yeah so yeah. so i mean you need to identify the problem and solve it and now what is happening i saw uh, i mean express uh, editorial also which is talking of uh, you know if 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 the government legalizes the mrp it is going to bring fiscal deficit now you are doing so many other things you are uh, the freebies that you come up with that is not causing fiscal deficit but this certainly mm. i mean the legalizing msp mm. is going to In cause fact, fiscal deficit a, a, a so, nice diagram or an infographic would be how much is spent on let's say defense yeah. how much is spent on security vip security how much is spent on just to get an idea that if we were to let's say budget another 10000 crore for this we can cut down on these three things i'm sure there are yeah, enough yes. things that you can yeah. cut down on yeah. also I, how much you spent on ads no even for the g20 yes. we saw how yeah, much you yeah, willing to spend exactly for that exactly on, on yes. that and also this, the security are of these you go to khan market these days pretty guys come to tucha tucha mantris come uh-huh. with very 20 cops and some black cats and all like that no one wants to slap you yeah what are you getting I so know. many no one is even cares about True. like you don't need security you're too irrelevant for anyone to give a shit yeah <laughs> how much are we paying for that yeah so i mean uh, just to conclude like it's not that the farmers are have just demands farmers mm. and workers have just demands uh, see the jalantha uh, in january 16 uh, farmers uh, had a convention so one of the uh, resolutions i mean they were they they have come with proper solutions uh, to this problems like against the kind of corporatization of agriculture we are seeing now they, they say that uh, strengthen the cooperative build the production sector under cooperatives so this could be one way where like say the brazil's agriculture minister was here a month ago so he was also suggesting the same thing see cooperatives are the answers to corporate mm. houses so this is what the farmers are all here also uh, i mean yeah, demanding. demanding so yes. it would it would uh, reduce their input cost and you have an example like amul that has ah, done amul, so well amul, it's it's amul, i mean a fantastic you can just replicate yes, that yes, model it's yes, not like you know yeah. it's this concept it True. is there yeah, practical example there. india india has successful models uh, i mean in a lot of places we have successful producing uh, uh, cooperative models that uh, fights against the market and mm. fights against the sort of onslaught of the government or the uh, corporate business so we have we have built big companies like amul so uh, this is what the farmers it's not that they are just protesting as mm. the, i mean andolan jeevis as mm. uh, honorable <laughs> prime minister says no they have proper economic vision about this country how it should proper how uh, sort of equality should be there among everyone among uh, in this society so uh, cooperative production cooperative marketing these are the uh, agendas they said before the public so it has also this is an occasion for an election so these things uh, ahead of an election people must discuss these things than same year communal issues or sure. uh, that agendas uh, but thank you so much i know you have to leave it for jigish but before you go may i please request you to give our audience a recommendation I, I, as i was telling you see we don't have much independent uh, media houses at present because everyone is under huge pressure either from their advertisers or from this government hmm. so people are getting arrested and in some cases it's the same <laughs> yeah. the government <laughs> people i mean people are getting arrested those who those who voice uh, the publics hmm. uh, i mean real issues are getting summons ed raids uh, what not so uh establishments like i mean uh, news laundry which is an effort of concerned people 
passionate journalist this should survive with the support of people like because uh, i mean globally the pattern of journalism is changing from yeah. uh, say sort of corp- not from corporate journalism but through subscription patterns where if you get good content you must subscribe it you must read it you must circulate it and you get others also to read and promote uh, good content that are general that are people friendly that are pro people i mean news laundry is doing that job so Uh, that is an excellent a, recommendation but <laughs> other than that anything you think that our audience should watch any read book, any movie. or listen any book and an article a movie anything that you think was of good quality stuff that you consumed which you should Hindu. share with the larger world <laughs> i mean i would of course ask people to read the hindu also because right. we are also <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are also putting our little effort to right. get the objective part of uh, this mm. government uh, coverage or whatever like i mean we yeah. give what the government says also it's not of that course. but we have articles we have editorials we have in depth pieces that uh, i mean analyze day to day events and uh, this thing so apart from that see uh, listen to our uh, former leaders listen to our economists like say uh, the kind of uh, exodus we have seen 10 crore of our agriculture workers mm. are now working as migrant workers in right. uh, so the agriculture workers and small and medium farmers they had to migrate to cities in search of jobs and if we see now they have gone back after the covid and yeah. especially after the demonetization they all have gone back real estate structure i mean real estate sector has uh, more or less collapsed so there are no jobs so they are working like on this 200 rupees the government gives on for this mgnrg there's a huge demand mm. mgnrg demand is increasing so people like say our economists like professor prabhat patnayak or uh, uh, all these people we, have been we, we uh, even had uh, him here several years ago on hafta mm. neerja's husband Huh. But thank you so much, Luish. Pleasure having you. I know thank you have you. to leave at four. Thank you. Thank But you. Thank, thank you for making the time for having me here. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. On that note, let's come to our very own crack intrepid journalist who was in Haldwani. Now, you know, I'm, I'm sure our audience would have read your stories, and if you have any more coming, I don't know if you do, but if okay, they'll read those. But can you give us an idea of what your stories? can't communicate because the nature of writing reports as opposed to just a conversation when you went to haldwani one is what apparently happened was that um people of the muslim community in their locality there was a mosque that was raised and a madrasa there was mm. joint right yeah um the initial claims now i don't know who has taken credit for these claims were that this is as per a court order I think the next day it appeared that the court order said do not take action till whatever the 14th yeah. February or whatever. No, no, no. It was not like that. Like the court didn't say that don't take any action. Hmm. I think like the court also played smartly here. Edge. Okay. And uh, so they, so so the family, uh, who were the caretakers of the madrasa and mosque, they had approached the high court on February 6th, and then they had. Uh, and that then that and then that matter was listed in the court on 8th of February. The court didn't give any stay. uh for their uh plea seeking uh stay on the demolition drive but the court listed the matter on 14th of february to suggest it'll be heard again yeah but in the meantime but there, there was no guys, stay given to no them stay, yeah all right i see so um now apparently over there there's a uh, curfew so you journalists cannot go to cover 
from certain areas so yeah. you cannot talk to the affected parties you know which are the muslim colonies etc um how big of an issue is it there is it just restricted to that locality is it you know mushrooming snowballing to a bigger issue all over the state and i think it's a little ironic because in delhi in the last i think week and a half a 700 year old mosque was demolished mm. here saying it is encroaching in and Mayroli. of course the court has said that what the hell i mean which has know. like asi records so yeah and we had a video report on that yeah, yeah. we had a video in fact the that. link to that mm. report is below so and i i think at at one level the more primal um, primitive minded voters of india it's a significant chunk of whom i believe will vote for mr modi uh for them they still get excited that we are demolishing mosques and building temples you see in the same week we demolished two mosques and built one temple in uae you know that is the mindset which so you know it's little sad that for many people how the species their mentality worked in the 500 bc to 500 ad to mm-hmm. 1100 ad in 2024 also their brain is working the same way and that's the still their priorities and that is i think what the symbolism of all this i i don't see what you get out of demolishing a 700 year old mosque mm-hmm. but it's that was not... a place for orphans yeah the worst part is like you know these kids used to and we've shown that in oh. our video report used to go study there it functioned as a place for them and you don't even give them time i don't know get it like in this winter i mean at least give people notice unki books puri faad diye wow. like you know just throwing their photo least, the photo of those kutti, those little kids standing outside is really heartbreaking yeah yes. i mean like, come on it's, even if i don't know it's illegal or whatever whatever the legality behind it can you not consider that it functioned as a school for orphans and they spoke spontaneously like why would you not let them take their books mm. out or do like basic it just makes no sense and how yeah it is very and no very, notice was given no notice again which again. which again like why I and mean, this none of only, them gives any notice yeah this week only the madhya pradesh court what has come is, down heavily wow, on wow, bulldozer why they are in such a hurry but even if they give notice they don't give them time Mm. to which is why evic- then you for have, eviction and with haldwani what seems to have happened also crowd got really out of control and angry it's true that they went on a rampage attacked the police and was but but you're antagonizing them in such a way no like you're coming for the houses you're coming for places that they go for worship or their schools madrasas without any notice without any warning you know it's you're just creating that situation uh yeah so i i think like coming to your question uh abhinandan that the big problem was that i don't think even, like we have spent like prashant and i had gone there uh, for 5 days and even after spending 5 days i don't think we have been able to make sure that the true picture of the violence has come out it's because that there was no access like on february 8 the night when the violence broke out uh, there was a curfew imposed on Hal- on the on on the entire city halwani but as the day when as the days went by like the curfew restrictions were relaxed for halwani city but for banbulpura area the locality in which that mosque and the madrasa were raised they the, stayed they they did they, they just didn't stay in fact they become strict like on sunday like after four days i think after two days of the violence broke out uh, the uttarakhand the uttarakhand government wrote to ministry of home affairs that they need four more units of paramilitary forces to ensure law and order situation so all the media reports which you are seeing in television they are all coming out they none of them like i can say this with guarantee none of these reports are coming from inside the curfew area 
सो लाइक सर दैट्स सुमेधा की गारंटी इट्स नॉट मोदी की गारंटी राइट सो बट you are given pass right just right, so that right. they can yeah. in so, this case they're not giving exactly so that's what the I discussion had we had with raman sir and manisha that day you know like raman sir had said so just you just go to you just go to dm's office and get the a DM, pass get a pass and you'll be allowed to go inside the curfew and area and that's how it's worked for years yeah i went to this mujaffarnagar rights uh, sp was ruling at that time so the first thing that i did i just went applied and i took the uh, applied yeah. for the pass i took the pass and i went to the all all mm. those areas that's how you report and in fact in haldwani what was most striking was they had stationed cops outside each victim's huh. family yeah. so you that's can't meet the family, family. that you know the people who lost their lives like six people died i think in the violence yeah. afterwards there are, there are 15 the police second, officers stations yeah stationed so down so they can't talk to you each each yeah they can't talk to you and even if so they want to talk to us two cops per household who no, has no, lost no no not two family. cops there are 15 cops per house who have lost stationed at their doorstep my god this is shocking this is the country that says like, mother there is just bullet, not yeah. they got bullet injuries and yeah. you you know during our time uh, when we used to do the field reporting dm ordering fi- uh, firing in 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 a protest is a huge thing mm. is a huge thing now nobody even is talking about police firing shoot at exactly. side order shoot at side order was that is that is curfew mm. but, but even yeah. the firing even before, the before shoot at side order mm. when when the protest is happening and when you order firing to stop that protest whether it is violent or not that used to be a huge thing but now nobody is even talking about it nobody even knows that whether these people died with the police bullet mm. or what bullet we don't know we have no idea exactly and this is a very stark contrast to how we had covered delhi violence so uh, i had done the story for the caravan uh, in which there was this one guy like not i'm not talking about the furkan case which was like which was reported by every media house like uh, who was uh, thrashed by police officers for not singing national anthem but there was another case mm. which we ha- which in which i had found out that uh there were several eye witnesses who had alleged that uh they had seen this particular police officer harvi singh bhati shooting in broad daylight that guy like uh, mm. of the of the story which we had reported mm. so it took us 9 months to do that story like because we had to visit uh we have to visit those eye witnesses multiple times mm. you know uh get their testimonies then we have to read the charge sheet and right. then we could you know point out the flaws in the charge sheet but this time here when in our story which we have done like uh, we have done a uh, very short profile of all the four five people who have died so three of uh, families of three of them are alleging that it was the police who had shot them and they are also saying that they were shot much before the shoot at site orders were issued by the district magistrate which i believe is a big thing because they are saying that the their family members were shot at 7:30 and when i checked with the district magistrate i just called her she said the shoot at site order was issued at 8 o'clock so mm. Right. So this time, when we're just trying to mm. go to meet the, you know, I you ask the families, mm. I ask those families, like, you know, have you seen? Uh, are there any eyewitnesses? Because at this point of time, the reporting is should be about, you know, what those eyewitnesses are saying. Saying, yeah. And because that's the only counter view to the exactly. state's view. Exactly. There's their view and there's the state's view. There it, is no third person who can tell you what happened. Exactly. And so you can't meet those people. We can't meet those people. So only the states view. And the problem, the reporting problem, I tell you, when she, I was talking to her and yeah. she was telling me she has got this, got this, got this. But, I mean, we as reporters, 
we need corroborative evidence yeah. we can't claim such a big thing that police have showed this i mean people. if you want to do that then you have to be either the pm so, or an i otherwise so, so post mortem the doctor <laughs> is not the doctor is not talking to you if the exactly. someone is talking to you they are talking off the of record, the record. Now, so you can't take problem. anonymous now how like, we can take anonymous court so 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 many problems i mean this government really shuts you <laughs> and the on the top of it when we talk to uh, dig uh or uh, you know the the dg uttarakhand dg dg uttarakhand dg uttarakhand now the dg uttarakhand says ki we deny everything and uh, if you are publishing anything uh, you know wrong then be ready for the We will hold you accountable. Yeah, that was his exact words. We will hold you accountable. And I said, sir, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never seen any government office, government holding media accountable. Mm. And I said, sir, I have just, I, I told him, sir, these are very serious allegations. Mm. And you know, as a DG, as a like, you know, he should be taking them seriously. And instead of that, he just said, "Tum news laundry walo, you publish whatever you want." Hmm. but just wait and watch will hold you accountable to with the kind of uh, obsession with information control is quite remarkable again like in the farmers protest also the the focus is to just not let, let the story out yeah like somehow let it not be the story with halwani also the focus is just and like i told her also I said why don't you ask the police that look if your people have been injured let's report on them uh-huh. If you're saying we had to use force because our men were brutally, you know, attacked, then let's talk about. Uh-huh. It. But you don't want to talk about that. You like everything is supposed <laughs> to be a, you know, so, mm. secret. So I spent half of the day visiting all the hospitals, like and. Did you find any policemen? No, but maybe they would have been discharged by them. <laughs> That's possible. Also. That they could have no, been but discharged. They, but they, they, they were not. But they were no severe injuries, na. Uh-huh. But I mean, I've seen the videos, and the mob was quite yeah, violent I mean, and out of but, control. But uh, so. but Manisha, like, I'm not siding by the mob here, and I'm not saying that you know, like, I'm not, I'm justifying uh, hmm. rampage by any by any side. So the story which I've just filed, I think it will be out today. Uh, is the Delhi the journalists the journalists who, who have been attacked? I, uh, yeah, hmm. and it was quite startling to see. So like, uh, I was just trying to understand through that story at what point of the time did the mob become violent. So the so I think that the timing is very important to understand this. So at uh, at four o'clock, it was the journalists who learn the local journalists learn that you know this might be something which like something of this sort is going to happen, and then they all reach the look site at four o'clock, and I asked all of them like we spoke to some ten journalists. Uh, they all said that uh, at that time, the they were just protesters. the protesters who were saying who were you know slogging allah akbar hmm. allah akbar you can't you know you can't demolish our madrasas or you hmm. can't demolish our mosque the women and the children they have gone out of the house they have surrounded that area hmm. to not let the police in the police had barricaded that area and they were just trying to push the barricades hmm. and when the jcbs entered the like the protesters you know they climbed on the as per according to them the protesters climbed on those jcbs hmm. and they were trying to stop the jcbs and they were just they they were slogging allah akbar hmm. and after the demolition happened it was then they said that you know then it like that that was a transition between the, violence, the protesters the, and, and the, the mob, mob. and mm-hmm. it just went crazy yeah 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 right and again I, also if you don't have the order if the court has i mean the court has not given a clean ha huh, mm. then it exactly permission. becomes very so vague so if no? the, then why do you have to rush into it i mean exactly and there was a lot no, of because that's exactly what manisha said no you said that um, it's basically a pattern right you attack muslims enough that un- you attack them enough until someone responds and mm. then you use that response as a sort of excuse for 
state violence. I mean, you light the match for a riot, and a riot happens. What do you expect will happen? It's their place of worship. It's their schools. It's their houses. You claim you have a court order. Mm. You don't actually have a court order. Yeah, then, and, he, and then the media just, runs headlines. No, the media yeah. said who is the mastermind of the violence. It's the mm. caretaker of the mosque. Yeah, yeah. and then and before this, also last year you ran so many of these. Campaigns on Haldwani, the Muslims huh. working there on you know land jihad and how they're mm. taking over. Yeah. And there's a very strong anti-Muslim sentiment in Uttarakhand that mm. I can sense now, despite the population being religious. I see this in my own family. There is a very clear feeling that people have that Muslims are taking over and you know um, they're taking over lands or they're taking over occupation. And there are many reasons for that, like we've discussed. In one of the haftas, Del- but Delhiites there is a sentiment. T- Delhiites are taking Punjabis away. Are <laughs> they are taking away land, not the yeah, not the. In Muslims. fact, the land mostly will be plains Punjabis. Ah, yeah, it won't be course. Muslims. Right. On that note, I think we should move on to the emails. We have uh, already breached an yeah. hour fifteen. Let's quickly read. Uh, I I thank you read- so much, oh. Sumedha. For uh, your participation in the hafta, this is your first hafta, right? Yeah, and no, but thanks to News Laundry, I believe because uh, there was a f- like I can't disclose the names, but that's mm. one story I really want to share. Mm. Like a very good friend of mine and a very good reporter, and her media houses dropped her story, her like uh, her stories because the media house received of pressure, quote unquote. No, they just didn't receive pressure. They were just directly told that your ads would be stopped if you carry these stories. <laughs> And they changed the stories. They changed, changed the, the headlines. See what ads can do. The, the stories which got published, the headlines were changed. Changed with yes. us, they can and only the threaten that you will hold you accountable. And we'll hold ads, you, ads, so you can't stop ads because <laughs> when the public pays, the public is served. But yeah, that's and, how ads work. You, if you and do I the think story, that's when I realized how important ad-free media is. Like that was the moment when I saw that reporter breaking down in front of me, and I was like, oh my god, what if it? was happening to me and yeah which is why it's the public who has to support journalism otherwise journalism will die but thank you sumedha uh, so we'll move on to the emails if you want to mail us first of all you have to subscribe and you can support independent journalism go to newsroom.com and click on the subscription button or you can just click on the link in the show notes below you can directly contribute to nl sena project as well and we only entertain the inputs feedback criticism and critique of our subscribers our paying subscribers so you can mail us at podcasts at newslawney.com. I repeat, podcasts at newslawney.com. Or you can click on the link in the show notes below and it will open out this form where you can share your feedback. So may I please request Manisha to hmm. read the first few emails. So uh, we still have a lot of emails coming in for Shardul and Anand so we'll and their Ram yeah. Bhakti. So we'll let them join we'll, us next week yeah, and next they can week. take those Correct. emails. So I mean, all the emails that have been left out with Shardul and Anand mentioned, we are not ignoring your mails. Yeah, we will put those when they are here. It's only fair that they respond to it. Hmm. Divyanshu Singh says, great, great empires do not fall just because of war or internal distress. Neither do they fall because of natural calamity. They fall because the man in power loses touch with reality. Chanakya overthrew Dhananda. Dhananda had surrounded himself with yes-men and that made him incapable of acting correctly when he needed to. Every country needs independent media and critics because in the long term, what matters is not if you have problems or not. What matters is how you're able to solve them. Having poverty, hunger, illiteracy is bad. Not having an ability to tackle poverty, hunger, illiteracy is disastrous. Or the willingness, you know. That's me, that's not the letter. If the Indian political class goes to eliminate all critics, they would also lose the ability to analyze and solve real existential problems. This is why I pay to keep news free. I pay News Laundry, Indian Express, The Print and East Mojo. Thank you so much. 
Divyanshu. Excellent. Thank you. You are supporting four different news enterprises. Be like Divyanshu, man. Yeah. Sanjay. Hi, NL team. I've been an NL subscriber for three years. I don't think I've missed even one episode of NL Hafta since I subscribed. Listening to NL Hafta feels like I'm hanging out with friends. Just wanted to give my two cents regarding the Ram Mandir issue. I think independent media is missing the point while taking on the government on this issue. I believe rather than supporting the casteism of Shankaracharya's, especially the wire interview of Karan Thapar, the focus should be on the criminal proceedings that needs to be initiated for the demolition of the Babri Masjid, which even the Supreme Court has unequivocally mentioned was a criminal act. And mm. the focus should be on the progress of this case. Would love to hear your thoughts on the same. I think the case is already over. This, uh, but conspiracy? conspiracy uh, that was absolved. Na? I mean, I think Advani was absolved. Yeah, yeah, it was decided. I think decided. conspiracy is still not decided, no? Uh, no, they just pointed to it, but I don't think they resolved it after that. It was. They said it was uh, a conspiracy, right? And calculated. But un- no investigation into it? Like there's no case? No, no, there, okay. was, a, there was a case, criminal case, hmm. going on in the court. And the court has given a decision. The lower court has given huh. a decision. It went against the CBI, against the conspiracy case. And uh, the this Advani and Uma nah, Bharti's, all, all of them were part of this yeah. conspiracy. So they have been absolved of it. Well, I don't have anything that I haven't already shared on this yeah, um, on several haftas. So I have also yeah. There's there's, there's no yeah. There's nothing new that I really have to say on this issue. I mean, yeah. that's the irony we used to. I I, I had said it earlier also. I mean, uh, most of my career I was reporting it it as disputed structure. Mm. And now, <laughs> after the Supreme Court uh, verdict, it was no longer the disputed structure. It was a land for mm. Ramdalla. <laughs> Nihar says, the point missing from our Ayodhya discussion is that BJP not only dominates the field electorally, but has an overwhelming lead in the ongoing culture war. You cannot win against historical wrongs, quote-unquote, civilizational threat, quote-unquote, temple desecration, quote-unquote, with facts and logic. As Manisha pointed out, that this issue spans multiple centuries... Generational trauma compounds the emotions and religious fervor attached with this event. Now, the challenge before the opposition and even independent media is to present a viable cultural counter-narrative. I believe the solution lies in the core of Hindu religion philosophy, which emphasizes on inclusivity, parallel truths, decentralization of faith. Invoking figures like Swami Vekanand can tackle rigid mindset. Acharya Prashant would be the best person to speak on this topic. Manisha Anand are my favorite members on your show. I wish... Manisha and your afflicted staff members, Jayashree, since you were also afflicted one week I'm sniffing now. A healthy and speedy recovery. (laughs) Thank you. Nihar, your good wishes worked. They're both healthy and happy and back in the hafta. See, dawa nahi dua kama gai. But... uh, Acharya Prashant is which one? Not the one who just went to the well, BJP Congress, know, right? Well, I know Raman sir knows him pretty well. Oh, oh right. Okay, that's okay. That's I mean, separate person. I mean, he doesn't person. know him, but he kind of <laughs> knows off him. I've listened to some of his. Right. Kunal Kamra, I think, had interviewed him yeah, also. Three, uh, yeah, three. Even three, I think on Charcha also. He's oh yeah, yeah, I know. Charcha, correct, correct. Dilbag says, writing in support for News Laundry and NL Hafta, I truly appreciate the diverse opinions on the podcast. More the merrier. I just wish Manisha chimes in with the views more often. More power to the team. All right. Farkul, hi, this is regarding your latest Hafta discussion on Ram Temple inauguration. As a Muslim, I have become numb from all that happened before, during and after the temple inauguration. Be it the communal clashes, demolition of 600-year-old mosque in Delhi or Gyan Vapi temple case. Just a memory from my childhood flashes, where in a magazine I saw a beautiful big Buddha statue carved on a whole mountain in Afghanistan 
and Taliban utterly destroying it with RPGs and destroying other Buddha statues and monasteries in Afghanistan. I was utterly shocked and unable to understand why are they that happy to destroy a symbol of civilization and erase it completely. Now also I'm getting the same feeling of being unable to understand why they are feeling so happy by destroying a six-year-old mosque or Mathura Kashi case. 600 years old. 600 years old. What did I say? ऑलवाइडीज He says writing in about the latest nuisance where Manisha said the current government doesn't have the right niyat because its main aim is humiliating Muslims. While I agree it begs the question of what the people with the correct niyat that is people currently in opposition did when they were in power and why they were made made no attempt to bring in UCC that wouldn't humiliate Muslims it also begs the question of why they always felt an Indian government had the legitimacy to reform Hindu personal laws but not to reform those of Muslims. that itself lends credence to the hindu rashtra idea because only a hindu rashtra can claim that it represents only hindus i mean so i think during partition it was very clear that the country was just being torn apart and the main aim for our founding fathers back then was just to somehow keep it together so at that time it was important to i guess assure muslims that we're not going to change things that are close to you or close to your faith it's you know nothing that you get in pakistan you won't get here in terms of matters of personal faith and nehru of course uses personal popularity to reform you know bring in reforms in the hindu so yeah i mean i, I think those were different times after yeah, nehru i don't know what happened yeah, I mean, after that all, it was just too much of a political <clears throat> hot potato to also it's, i mean while what cordyceps says is it makes sense at first glance but it's a little more complicated than that because even in this ucc there will be certain sections of our society that will not subscribe to the ucc many tribals tribals, tribals it won't many, apply to them so even then it's not ucc hmm. you see it's way more complex what the sim- the simplistic thing and even this letters communicates it's either the hindu law or the muslim law hmm. you know it it only refers to the hindus and the muslims which is what the bjp is convinced to do that ucc means hindu muslim it is way more complicated but they will never get into the nuance because then it's not a ucc so even now even as the bjp wants to put it through and they might just it may be called the ucc but it's still it's not, not ucc yeah it's not a common law so which is why the niyat bit is they have no intention of getting into ucc because they will not get a ucc it is hindu muslim that is it and they've com- they've been able to do that even with well meaning people because they also see it as hindu muslim oh, because we have a history with the muslim this pakistan formation of pakistan mm. also just to exploit the yeah. people sentiment then karan says very short and sweet 45 word mail hi nl team i don't have any feedback or suggestions just want to compliment the team on the excellent new look to the website it looks a lot of looks like a lot of hard work has mm. been done look forward to great things in 13th year thank you karan yes a lot of hard work has done rishab chitranshu and their whole team uh, and i don't know whether all the accessibility features have been made live I know we were testing that. They have, them. they have. So now every, All? almost every story you see will have a read aloud option. Also, I mean, this is an automated thing, right? Mm. So it's not an actual person reading it out, but the voice and all the intonation is fantastic. Like yeah. it sounds just like a real person. Also, the podcast now had transcripts. Last week's 
Hafta and Ofra Nasim have the entire transcript available if you'd rather so news read along. W- so. Website and app is accessible by people of you know who have visual, uh, who are compromised visually, and who also have a hearing impediment. And that is, I think, the first news website in India that is accessible by the people who are disabled. Uh, then Asgar says, with little effort, one can find scientific studies showing long-term relationship in the form of marriage is basis for happiness, social well-being resulting into long and quality life. Really? <laughs> Asgar, if I may. Long Objection, and quality life. I think I'm one of the happiest people I know. I have not married. Just saying. Global West wants to systematically destroy institution of marriage with higher legal age through child mothers outside wedlock. Is he being sarcastic? Multiple sex partners is progressive as long as marriage is limited to maximum one. There is no limit to number of men, women, animal you can love. Just don't attempt to get marriage license. Personally, I think UCC is a masterstroke and very progressive. All except travel must give many thanks to Modi ji. I think he is being a... The Modi ji is the giveaway. Yeah, he is being sarcastic. Pushraj ji. Pushkar, Pushkar Raj. Let us know in the next... He said... And when it comes to inheritance of who you can leave your stuff to, if one chooses a dog, goat for Muslims, <laughs> are covered all the way of for every will. Chalo, very good. Uh, Asghar. See, also he says, don't call it, call all marriages a live-in relationship. And, right. then, that's and then you can not mm. just have four, but have more wives and men. <laughs> <laughs> then Imanshu says, I was saddened by Hafta discussion on North versus South. I would recommend Hafta Pan read the optimum Currency Area Papers, especially Revenge of the Optimum Currency Area 2013 paper by Paul Krugman. Any geographical unit that has single currency should have a fiscal integration. One without the other is a bad idea, as in the Eurozone. The debate should really be landlocked versus coastal region. One should consider the effects of container transport costs from Heartland to a port in India being two to three times the container transport costs from India port to US port. One should also consider asymmetric shock of freight equalization policy followed for 30 years. Also, if one plots per capita income on x-axis versus female fertility rate on y-axis for each state for each decade since independence, is there any difference in that plot? Is better population control in South or just benefits of higher per capita due to nearest to, to the proximity to ports? Us versus other debates is always catastrophic for a country. Well, actually, Himanshu, it, I mean, I don't think it's catastrophic. It, it Us versus others is not the debate actually we're doing. It was the South has a very different political culture, a political history, a social history. Their, um, you know, pro, their, their movements on, on um, reform movements were by people who who still have a major presence there uh, in, the, in the cultural context and in the psyche of people, which is why the uniformity of idea that is possible in the North is not possible there. So, and sometimes that is the only bulwark is the right word mm-hmm. between yeah. a complete homogeneous autocracy is that. So it's not us versus them. And, and us. I think, no, he's talking about our last hafta's. Uh... But yeah, but what we said last hafta is Achha, that, sorry, uh, I wasn't there. What was that about? versus South divide is usually built by the BJP itself to sort mm. of make talking points. Mm. And then because also it's not about North versus South, it's about states governed by the BJP. Yeah. And states that are not governed by the BJP. So that was the very specific Have sort of Have you also topic. didn't believe in North versus South? 
No, yeah, but, I don't think uh, so. Yeah, but also I I don't think there is uh, the the equivalence of eurozone versus and India is is very different. That, for example, they cannot determine their currency exchange rate. I mean, Belgium will determine that. Whereas every country has their own trading. Like for example, the whole while these guys want to get out of euro was the regulation of what they could. Actually, import export at what terms? Was being decided. In that the... is that's not the case. Most every state can't decide their own currency. You know, exchange rate. You know, it, it's 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 not the same. I don't think euro and India is the appropriate. Euro, uh, India and America maybe that each state is competitive. That I will give you a better deal. You come set up your store here, Amazon, Tesla, Tesla, everyone, and that the same thing is happening here. There is going to be some. In fact. Because Maharashtra is still governed by uh, BJP and its allies, these uh, plants that are going and these projects that are going to Gujarat, any other part government would have got upset that we will give you better deal. You stay in Maharashtra, so it's not really as far as them in that sense. And then Vishal has just a one line email. Girish Kubeer is editor of Lok Sata and not Lok Math, as mentioned by Raman sir. So you got your. Satta and Mat confused. Ah, sorry. <laughs> As they say in Punjabi, Matti mari gayi si. Right. So on that note, if you have any feedback, suggestions, you can write to us at podcast at newsline dot com and please subscribe so that like Sumedha, our stories can go and we don't have to pull them back because we may lose advertisers, which are sarkari ads. On that note, uh, let's get the recommendations for the week. We want to start with Jeshri. Ah uh, yes, um, I have three. Uh, so first, with this electoral bonds um, decision by the Supreme Court, so um, Nitin Sethi had done that series for Half Post, I think in twenty nineteen. It was a five part or six part series where he pointed out all the the stuff that Anil had also mentioned. For example, how the law ministry itself had said it was illegal. How um, the government sort of pretended to ask the RBI for recommendations and then dismissed them. How the election commission had opposed electoral bonds in the first place, but then the government dismissed them. I think it's one so in a word also, right? Just today. Yeah. So I think it's mm. sort of worth revisiting it now. I mean, especially mm. now that six years have passed and the BJP has already got like six generations of wealth through electoral mm. bonds. So you may as well read about why it was always a flawed thing. So that's my first recommendation. My second is this. A very nice story in BBC about this lost um, Arabic Tamil language called Arwi. So basically, in two thousand eight, this young man was in a mosque in Bellore, and he saw this custodian sweeping up papers in a corner, and he thought it was waste paper. And the custodian like lit a fire to burn like all the waste and stuff. So this guy went a little closer to investigate, and he realized that the pages were covered with this very rare script, and that is the rare script of a very, of a long lost language called Arwi, which mm. came to it sort of evolved in the eighth century in Tamil Nadu when Muslim traders came from Arabia. And so it borrows the Arabic alphabet, but its meanings are Tamil. How so it's a very sort of yeah, it's a very I mean, it's very cool. It's a very cool story of this language that is lost, but people are trying to keep it alive. So it's called Arwi, the lost language of the Arab Tamils. And my third recommendation is fiction because why not? It is a series called The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. So basically, a self-hacking cyborg is searching for the meaning of life. Dealing with human incompetence and violence when all it wants to do is curl up and watch TV shows all day. So it's very chill, it's very fun, it's very like tech. So read it. Right. Thank you, Jeshri. So Meeta, what is your recommendation for the week? Oh, uh, so I'm reading this book, RSS: A Menace by Ajay Nurani. I'm yeah, a bit yeah. late. 
ஸ்டுடியூட் <laughs> <laughs> but we are a charitable <laughs> trust mm. registered under uh, section 10 of the it act i think I so i think it's good book to understand about the donate uh, this last chapter in this book which is about the donation uh, about the how the safran ngos are get funded interesting okay raman sir uh three recommendations uh two documentaries one uh, i discovered very late i think you must have seen but what a documentary 2019 uh, rubru roshni Have you seen that? Oh, about the murder, uh, the, uh, the guys who were the murder, three. Yeah, three it's amazing. Amazing. I think we've reviewed it on Awful Awesomes years ago. Everybody must watch it. Rubberu Roshni. Especially Roshin, now. Yeah. Because when they, this is uh, the era when you have so much hate around. Mm. So this is uh, the story, the three different stories where there's a Lalit Makan murder. Mm. where a sikh committed murder and how the lalit makan's daughter yeah pa- forgives him uh, forgives and then him. that nun's that sister nun sister, nun sister in madhya pradesh she was killed mm. uh, 52 uh, stabs yeah and uh, how the family the nun's mm. family uh, forgives him and the third is a woman uh, who lost uh, her husband and daughter mm. in bombay uh, riot cases mm. uh, sorry not bombay right i mean that attack on the kasab uh, 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 thingy and we are where she also forgives uh, that's a really f- fascinating what a fascinating and that the guy yeah. who was the mastermind of the murder of makan such a yeah. highly educated family so, doctor yes, his uh, doctor uh, his yes. parents are also doctors yes. i think both of yes. them yes and he was in in the jail for 20 years in yeah, in, in U- the US, US in the US oh it's a fascinating documentary fascinating documentary I so i i i didn't even know about it yeah i just checking uh, netflix and i i uh, found this and you feel i mean it's it's really interesting you run because you feel so bad for the guy who stabbed that nun because oh. he's completely uneducated he was like i was told that they are doing bad things they are this story he is just, super he just jumped out and just started stabbing this nun i mean it was he's just he's a low caste person who mm. used to work in his uh, village mm. and then these high caste people who had gone to the cities mm. so they, when they come back they used to think that they are more educated they know more about the world so that they so they, they, were, they colored his opinion that these None these christians they have come to change your dharam mm. your religion and you should and this is how they so it's a and the sister and here you know the thing is the as as bapu said you know forgiveness is a virtue of the strong the weak yeah. can never forgive yeah. here we have people who have you know a cnchki chhati who felt a little wronged by the media 25 years ago and till today will not let those people get jobs <laughs> this is the 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 the, the tucha smallness of of <laughs> our town and uh, then second uh, recommendation is uh, our uh, tribe tribal people uh, priya ramani and samar halanka mm. they had this love project now oh, right it's being made into a series people have right? come out with a series and i think the i saw the first episode how is it or uh, is good is well made, Johar, is no? good ha is is another documentary it's not love story not yeah entire uh, entire uh, documentary but it's very well made. interfaith and uh, the first and and the third is uh, an article today in the indian express the new ecosystem uh, by sohas palchika uh, 
Hmm. Uh, he's a political scientist. And uh, he is talking about the new kind of democracy which where there is no right to dissent. Uh, you have to agree with the ruling party and if you don't, you will be persecuted. So, uh, so I think his initial, uh, you know, he has taken the case of, uh, we have done a story also on uh, these artists who were performing in Pune, Pune University and they were attacked mm. uh, while performing. So, he has taken that case. Mm. Uh, so, these three. Manisha? So, since MSP is so much in news, you have to read Vivek Call's deep dive on news laundry on this very topic. Uh, it's a very easy read. and It'll really equip you with the basics that you need to know about this. And he also goes through various options that can be exercised. Harish Damodaran's piece in the Indian Express also on the MSP law, how would such a guarantee work, is very good. Since 14th Feb was Basant Panchmi, uh, two articles on Saraswati. I personally am a big fan of Basant Panchmi because A, it is the onset of spring and I really like the rituals around that day. So two pieces on this, one by Mrinal Pandey. Saraswati's life was one of million mutinies. Unlike domesticated, Lakshmi, the goddess of learning, repeatedly challenged authority of Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh. And um, a newsletter by our former colleague Dipanjana, who's very... <laughs> Creatively, is called Saraswati, the divine nerd of the Hindu pantheon. Uh, her, uh, you know, newsletter on this where she mentions this one particular thing that I quite like about the day, which is that basically on Saraswati Puja, you do a little bit of whatever your calling is or your vocation or your work is. So writers write a little, readers read books, musicians play music because Saraswati is the design, discerning one. She's not the sort to be mollified by rituals and performance. So these mm. two pieces, I think, are very nice catch them right uh, my recommendation this week is uh, because they've given you the sanskari version I'll give you the valentine's recommendations uh, well Saraswati yeah, she wasn't that sanskari in her yeah, no, I, don't I mean she, she was, was quite uh, she see, quite challenged the I'm not commenting on whether she was the liberal I mean she was god sanskari god obviously no so there was no like, liberal god so I mean, <laughs> My uh, recommendation is an NPR Planet Money podcast, a lawsuit for your broken heart. You'll be fascinated to know that in certain states in the US, there is still a law in the statute books where if you get, uh, if let's say a, a, a man, you know, uh, seduces my wife, I can sue him for damages for, you know, the emotional thing caused, how it has caused a financial strain because she we may have been working together also and also because she was doing the housework hmm? and now she will oh not my God. because you have seduced her. <laughs> so Tennessee is one of those states and uh, they've interviewed a guy who actually uh, his wife cheated on him and he was heartbroken and he sued and he was awarded $8 million. Oh. The army so, still has, uh, you can be court-martialed if yeah, I'm not that mistaken. Is, yeah. you, you cannot, seducing a brother officer's wife. Yeah, you, brother officer you can't do but uh, although it was brother on the officer, you can or cannot do. I don't know, but his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do the wife for sure. Partly, you can't do brother officer also. There's that's also no offense in the army. Manisha, how are you? Non-bad jokes crack career hafta pe. I've cleaned up my act on the hafta. Manisha is completely taking it into uh, the gutter. After all the darts I used to get for the foul language I used to use on hafta. See how I've cleaned up my act. So that is one, uh, and I will also leave you with a song for people like. This gentleman who had to go to court, uh, and I'm sure many men who may not have had 
wonderful valentines just like me you us we sat alone and listened to songs such as this we will see you again next week thank you dear panel thank you thank to our wonderful you. producer uh, priyali and i don't know if anyone else helped you no one all on your own lazy everybody else is and anil <laughs> a sound recorder thank you so much thank you dear audience uh, do oh by the way this weekend we have a special story on electoral funding mm-hmm. it's a three part series uh, the first two parts are going to be released this weekend uh, you have to be a subscriber to get those and the first one will go directly into your uh, inbox and um, you have to be a subscriber to read the second in a time when the sole electoral bond issue happened it is a fascinating story about who donated why how etc 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 on that note thank you raman sir thank you manisha thank you, thank you jashree thank you have a great weekend शहर में रात में और दोपहर में for your subscription you're changing the world by changing the way news is funded for the smoothest news laundry experience download the news laundry app it is the best way to listen to our paywall podcasts and you'll also get access to all free news laundry shows keep us ad free and subscriber funded help us grow tell people who listen to you to pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry keep journalism independent